Hello and welcome to the ancient show. <laughs> I like that. I think that should be the intro. We're just going to steal that intro from now on. Yeah. No, no longer going to do our cold opens. No more Western Kabuki. No, no more. We're just the ancient show. We're I'm certainly not going homie. to top it. Yeah, I'm certainly not going to top it as an intro. So thank you so much to Ivy for joining yeah, no us problem. on this episode of Western Kabuki. Happy uh, to be here. I am. I am Wack Nicholson as I've ever been. Um, uh, Juniper, how are you today? I'm doing great. Things things are good. Life is crazy, but things are good. Yeah, still no Twitter account. Um, no, I'm still yeah. off Twitter. <laughs> There's hiring the, the, a uh, hiring a uh, like a you know I think the brace the brace Belden joke from Truon was a, a young Egyptian man a, a twink to to run the account and post it. Yeah, I have a, a, a crackhead squadron uh, of programmers yep. working. They're working on version 1.2 of my account of, mm-hmm, of my bot mm-hmm. account now that yeah. I, i'm paying them they're they're in a cage in the corner somewhere they're they're fine they're, yeah. they're and to the it. and to the and to the uh people who are doing that work for free in our discord just think <laughs> eventually <laughs> uh we can we can merge juniper's corporeal form with the account uh once the singularity hits so that's you guys wonderful. keep on plugging away that's wonderful uh, caleb, caleb on how way. are things on your end Oh, can't complain. Uh, have a nice cup of tea, and I'm ready to talk about something that's going to fucking destroy my brain. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad oh, to hear yeah. you say that. Because um, uh, we we have like a sort of um, we we have a uh, we have a certain topic that we wanted to discuss today that we brought Ivy on to laugh at with us. Um, but before we get too deep into um, the silliness, I have been doing a little bit of research. Um, and I will just cite some of my sources, a uh, couple of little, I, I didn't like read any books for this or anything, but Judith Butler is an author I've read a little bit of, uh, Susan Stryker is another. I also have already read in the past um, The Origins of Totalitarianism by Hannah Arendt and Antisemitism in the Jew by John Paul Sartre, uh, which are both excellent books on the topic of anti-Semitism, which is something I wanted to talk a little bit about, completely unrelated to the ongoing war in... um Israel. Uh, yeah, we, they, we had this planned they, for like three or four weeks at this point. If anything, I think they, even longer they than crashed. That. Yeah, they, they, this, this they is, stole our idea them. for an episode. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to talk about what is being classified as anti-Semitism right now in the media. I don't even really want to talk about the state of Israel. I want to talk about Judaism and the relationship between Jewish people and anti-semitism which was the topic Sartre wrote about in anti-semitism and the jew um now anti-semitism is a type of bigotry a a power-based uh ideology of hate uh but unlike other forms of bigotry like racism anti-semitism doesn't rely on uh ineffable physical characteristics as such, it will use the descriptions of Jewish people to say you look Jewish in this way, but who actually counts as a Jew doesn't really matter according to the anti-Semite. The the to the anti-Semite, a Jewish person is anybody who they say is Jewish. Uh, this is basically Sartre's um, thesis with anti-Semitism and the Jew um, bigotry against other groups. Say um, racism. 
against people of color in the United States may lead to some people believing a young male who is not white may be dangerous in some way uh, to the people around him. Bigotry against women may result in microaggressions, such as uh, believing that a woman in a doctor's office must be a nurse or a receptionist, uh, but it can also lead to police dismissing sexual uh, assault allegations because they do not think women's consent is a matter for the law. However, anti-Semitism is more complex and speaks to a more specified uh, hateful beliefs. Uh, the main difference between anti-Semitism and other forms of bigotry is that it is necessarily eliminationist. Uh, to dislike Jewish people is to want to rid the world of them. Anti-Semitism um, views Jewish faith, the Jewish ethnicity, Jewish community as a problem that needs to be solved, a question that should be answered. This is because the first instinct of the anti-Semite is to show proof of Jewish treachery because they only wish a single conclusion to be drawn. If Jewish people are plotting against us, then the only thing is to attack them first. This conclusion this conclusion leads to the elimination of all what they call Jewry, uh, both foreign and domestic. All Jewish stereotypes of behavior and appearance flow from the belief that the world would be better off without their meddling. And meddling is the core concept of anti-Semitism, the belief that societal changes are somehow the province of Jewish people and their faith, ethnicity, as well as community. Sartre said the anti-Semite is afraid of himself, of his own consciousness, of his own liberty, his own instincts, of his responsibility, his solitariness, of change, of society and the world, of everything except the Jews. He is a coward who does not want to admit his cowardness to himself. This functions as a way to keep Jews subject to anti-Semitism as they are forced to answer for their race and community for things they as individuals are entirely unconnected to. For this reason, Jewishness as such isn't defined by the practicing of faith, one's familial heritage, or even one's appearance. It is defined by the anti-Semite and is therefore inarguable. Perhaps you've never been to a synagogue, you've never kept kosher, you haven't sat shiva, you haven't attended so much as a... A fundraiser for a swap meet at a Jewish community center. You may still be a Jew if the need arises that you become one in the eyes of some bully trying to seize political power. This makes anti-Semitism a fertile breeding ground for bad faith. This is the state by which emotion takes over the ability to reason. The conclusion has already been drawn, and therefore explanations can be whatever I want them to be. It is not unusual, Sartre says, for people to elect to live a life of passion rather than of reason. But ordinarily, they love the objects of passion, women, glory, power, money. Since the anti-Semite has chosen hate, we are forced to conclude that it is the state of hate as a passion that he loves. Acting in good faith requires that we protect our positions with inconvenient things like logic and evidence. But bad faith actors get to play. Oddly enough, in regards to anti-Semitism, it is singularized bigotry in this way. One may say Asians are bad drivers and sincerely mean it. They may act on it by avoiding other cars on the road if the driver happens to be of a certain ethnic origin. A police officer can give extra tickets to anyone that looks Asian to keep them off the road. But one does not need to believe that Asian people should be removed or that Asian people present an existential threat to non-Asian culture. This isn't true with anti-Semitism. The anti-Semite believes that the solution to Judaism can only be a final one, and this isn't endemic to any other kind of bigotry. Thinking that black people steal things means you want black people to assimilate. It's unlikely that a person can be convinced that because black people steal, we should remove all black people from all non-black society at the same time. 
anti-Semitism would be unique in this way, if not for another form of bigotry that is even now solidifying itself into a revised project of eliminationism. Uh, And that is what I wanted to read before we start talking about transphobia, because I see a lot of the characteristics behind anti-Semitism extant in transphobia, specifically the eliminationist rhetoric and the, uh, the treatment of them as a separate from the rest of society. No, I think that's like really spot on. I mean, how many times have we seen like insane posts online where like whatever social media, it doesn't matter. They're, they're pretty much everywhere at this point of, of people like accusing trans people of being like in a shadowy like organization like controlling things behind the scenes like i made a tongue-in-cheek post uh like a couple of weeks back um before i got suspended um about how i was in like a a a woke like shadow council working at twitter and i uh, someone else replied to me i I forget the name of the account but it's like the you know the 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 hippo account the purple hippo account he's he like was riffing with me and the libs of tiktok and a few other people like screenshot it and like genuinely took it seriously because just because it's like oh look at a trans person doing a shadowy like woke thing like that just like that that just like scratches that itch in their their mind yeah um i think that the the eliminationist rhetoric of transphobes is so close behind the hateful things that they say, you know? It, it, it's almost as if the elimination of trans people came first in their minds and the um, the excuses came afterwards, the grooming panic and everything came after, follows their, their own sort of megalomaniacal um need to remove trans people from uh uh, mainstream society which has led i mean that's what always happens though with this kind of thing like the same thing happened in fucking like weimar germany leading up to like after once the nazis took power the same thing happens like the same thing happened kind of in russia when they started persecuting gay people like they kind of just put these these laws and and or policies into place and then kind of post hoc justify or post hoc rationalize why they need to be there because that's when they start getting pushback is when they actually start doing the thing. Yes. So like normal people will be like, hey, that's kind of fucked up for you to do. And then they'll have a myriad of reasons that don't make sense because they came to that logic after the fact rather than before. Yeah, you. So you say something. Sorry, sorry yeah. to interrupt, but have we have we have we introduced Ivy yet? We did it at the beginning. I don't, I don't remember if we. did. We did it at the beginning. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. I, I introduced. Yeah. I introduced the show, pal. This is the ain't shit show. <laughs> oh, right. I, sorry, guys. I did that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ivy did the, the, the intro today for us. Uh, back to silence. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> No, you're great. Western you're great. Kabuki colon you're great. Shit show. Or actually, no, I actually reverse that. It's the ancient show colon Western oh. Kabuki. <laughs> or a Western Kabuki and ancient so an ancient show saga. We're part of the yeah the book of the book of Western yeah. Kabuki. We are intertwined. We we have Marcos on here. We have we've had him a couple of times now. We have you. It's yeah yeah. Um, no, we're intertwined. At yeah. This point. So the. The existence of this this like post hoc attempt to paint trans people as like an, in some way a threat is, is so strange to I think live through in real time like 
we weren't really none of us you know the the, the origins of modern anti-semitism go back to like the 1880s none of us were there for that and now we're just watching people be like um trans people are bad and if you're like why it used to be this like really hodgepodge mess of of different bigotry but now it's like they are putting drag queens into our libraries <laughs> in order to make all of our kids trans um <laughs> and then you say but drag queens aren't trans and then they say doesn't matter why are you defending the grooming of children they've already their answer they're doing the fascist thing of answering the next question you have raised yeah. a question they have pretended like they answered the next three questions and they're answering the one after that um, <laughs> i mean and then michael knowles i mean he he's a notorious yes. example of him explicitly saying we must eradicate transgenderism um in his, that those are his words and he's still working at like the daily wire you know he's like a pretty high profile guy yeah he's uh, on, in our culture he's on a lot of politics um, i don't know which ones but he's on a lot of those right-wing shows to, like right-wing channel like oan and i i don't know if he's specifically on oan but those types of channels he gets invited onto as well it's not just the sort of hug box that is the daily wire for people like him um it's like more mainstream ones too um but yeah so june has um done the the very exciting work of pulling up some um some of these sort of paranoid fantasies of the uh the transphobic in in a uh in 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 what people have have dubbed transvestigation so do you, does somebody want to sort of explain what transvestigating is yeah so i i can um so it's been so, so it's kind of like a newer newer facet i feel like of our like online culture and especially paranoia for for people who like already kind of know what transvestigations are so it's, it's basically it, it's people it's it's a type of person it's like a community it's not i don't think it's like that huge in in particular like transphobia like you know that that's like that's big time that that went big big these days but transvestigations are still kind of like on the sidelines of a lot of like the transphobic rhetoric and basically it'll just be like people um taking pictures of of people who are cis pretty much most of the time and and rationalizing why they think they're secretly like a trans person and hiding it from society um so so it's um we've talked about a little bit like we, we've mentioned him before the the rivolino the the like lines guy the guy that like puts lines down on people's like genitals basically to to pussy facing the world yeah pussy fa <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and that's kind of like it, it, i feel like it's very similar when i was like looking because like, i've known about transvestigations for a while but like when i was really looking at some of these photos they'll like draw lines on people and and they'll like they'll like um superimpose different different things over people and it's like this is just like rivolino this is the arrow guy but just for like a different type of paranoia which is incredible to me. And then, so I put together... At least, if, yeah, I mean, Rivolino's stuff is at least in a way proactive. <laughs> he is like, he is like, this is the way the world could be if we all cared a little bit more. I mean, that's basically at the end of the day what he's saying. 
He may you may not like the world the view he has for the world, but he is basically just saying we could make the world a better place. <laughs> that is Transvestigators. A, that is a step up of line use than uh, than they typically do with like flat Earth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's... That's really where the line use originated was flat Earth guys seeing see it's flat. I drew a straight line in this paint. <laughs> there's. There are worse people using lines for worse yeah. reasons. <laughs> <laughs> lines are quite sinister, I'm realizing. Like the paranoid yeah. brain really loves lines. Two dimensions is where the danger zone is. Three dimensions is where we're safe. <laughs> yeah. Um so I so who I would like to before we actually get into too many of these. Yeah, so uh, I put together memes, a little document basically. Put of, together a little yeah. document of like just just a little bit about transvestigations and some of the funny ones, I think at least they're kind of funny. Yes. And before we get into the memes, I want to do a I just want to ask everybody, who was the first person you were told was secretly a different gender? Michelle Obama. <laughs> it was Michelle Obama. It was, it was Michelle Obama. I was hearing that shit on fucking like conservative radio when I was like 14. <laughs> Is that the same for you, June? It's hard it's hard to say because like I feel like I do remember that but i feel like in my mind when i think first like transvestigation or first like this type of person it's like lady gaga um because there was when she blew up on uh like in the scene with her like first music or whatever uh everyone was talking about like and i have examples i have her on this end of michelle obama um people were like oh she has a penis right like oh lady gaga's a transvestite like i just remember that so vividly as a teen yeah uh, what about you caleb yeah, I mean, it was Lady Gaga for sure. And her, I don't remember, I wish I remember who it was she was interviewing with. And uh, Anderson she, Cooper. It was Anderson Cooper. Yeah. And he says, people, why don't you just deny it? And she said, well, I don't care if people say that I have a piece. What difference does it make? And I remember <laughs> that was like the first time of, like, I really kind of <laughs> became aware of this being like a real social issue. I was like, holy shit, she's fucking right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that was, that was like in yeah, 2007 like a, or 2008 or something like that was a while ago. Yeah. Was, it was about the same was, time yeah. actually then. Oh yeah. There, Michelle yeah. Obama stuff. There's, there's yeah. the timeline. And link. she just yeah. refused. It was just, he was basically like, I heard, I came, I yeah, came to uh, mind and, a little bit more, uh, politically, uh, politically brainwormed, I guess. <laughs> That's maybe the way of the, why, yeah. the, why, the, the why of the way I am now. <laughs> <laughs> I think because we're all similar ages, Lady Gaga is one that we probably heard. And, and, and Mike Obama is another yeah. one that we probably heard pretty <laughs> early Michael on. Michael Obama. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, friend of the show, Michael Obama. <laughs> The very first one I remember hearing as a kid, and this says a lot more about my childhood than I think anything else, uh, is was Cher. Uh, that Cher is secretly a uh, man. Oh shit! Wait, what's the theory um, on her? What? What's the? I haven't. Well, I she's into tall. Her. She's tall. She's tall and she has and a angular. deep, deep, deeper voice. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was basically the whole thing, uh, and it was never that they were secretly trans. It's that they were secretly a hermaphrodite. Um, yes, and I also heard That's the same fun. thing about jamie lee curtis um for a lot of my uh, early uh, uh life because i watched a lot of like vh1 retrospective shows like i love the 70s and people were like i don't know even if she is a herma like the jokes in like 2005 were still like maybe she is a hermaphrodite <laughs> i mean sierra's probably a hermaphrodite and that was the other one that i heard a lot was sierra uh the the r&b 
uh, singer, dancer person. Ah, uh, Mrs. Russell Wilson. Oh yeah, she's married to Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, uh, that she had broad shoulders, so she was also secretly a man. But um, oh, or that Elton John was secretly a woman. Oh that shit, he was. <laughs> I've never heard that. that I love was, the reversal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He yeah. was the too rare, ugly. The rare reversal. It doesn't come out too often, but when it does, it's a real gem. <laughs> it was basically like he's too ugly of a woman to get famous <laughs> to be a singer, so we're going yeah. to pretend he's a man <laughs> that's it's kind of funny too because it's always like the the women are secretly men because they're hiding it and they're trying to disguise and trick you and the men are secretly uh, or the like the women are secretly men because they're too ugly to function in society <laughs> like, <laughs> like, has nothing has nothing to do with devious tricks or anything. We're just naturally uh, like repugnant. Like we just yeah. can't function if we have no beauty. Yeah, ugly women famously do not exist. Oh, what's an old lady? You ask. Ah, ignore that. That that, <laughs> that derails my entire argument. <laughs> well, that's kind of the funny thing is like it, it, that's kind of how a lot of transphobia is. I mean, you see the way that people talk talk about trans women like mm-hmm. i'm not trying to say like oh those trans men have it easy but like when when transphobia is like in the news when when transphobes will like try to rile up their base they typically will talk about trans women you know like that's usually their go to for a reason i mean it's through the lens of like a patriarchal male sexism anyway right yeah. because it's all about like i don't secretly want to like go home with a dude or like whatever twisted fantasy these guys imagine. <laughs> right yeah yeah you're absolutely right about that and that that's what i feel like that's probably why ivy you're you're like you're you joke about that like about the differences but i feel like that is like kind of low-key a part of it <laughs> well yeah no i mean i was using a joke to kind of make a point like it always comes from this sort of like it <sighs> You're either like you're you're too ugly. I mean, and it's it's fascist rhetoric, basically. It's like you're you're too ugly to function, but also you're so devious that you could become beautiful or something like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there's si- we're simultaneously like the greatest threat and and also the stupidest people. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like the Hillary Schrodinger's fetish. Yeah. It's it's like the Hillary Clinton thing where like she has uh she has trouble opening a pickle jar and that's why she's like about to die but also she commands like the greatest task force yeah, of assassins the body count yeah. list <laughs> the, the, the Clinton kill list yeah. I love the Clinton kill list so, so much too. oh my god it's one of my favorite like I almost unironically believe it just because it's fun like it's fun only because it's, it's nice. fun not because it's, it's real it's refreshing that <laughs> it's refreshing of an idea that like somebody other than like Henry Kissinger could be just like comically evil you know what I mean yeah like Absolutely. he gets away with it because he's clearly made a pact with an ancient demon from the uh, from the Empyrean. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a warlock from Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, in no, real life. he made a pact. He's been talking with demons in the warp for the last hundred years. <laughs> he's, a, he's a he's a psyker in human form. Twenty thousand years too early. <laughs> that that one's that one wasn't for me. Uh, I'm with the audience on this one. <laughs> I've been. I listen. I've been playing 
playing a lot of Warhammer 40k Dark Tide recently. I thought it might be Warhammer. I've been I, on I, a I huge, you're too busy having dive sex. once again through the the Warhammer 40k lore Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. I I I've been oh, I've been yeah. getting laid and stuff, so I've been doing other stuff as all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So what's up with these memes, June? What do you got? What do you yeah, got for so, us? Can you can you serve these on a on a steamy? Can you explain platter? this first one? I this don't one's even a lot. Understand. This is so, a crazy so, one to so start with, June. This is just this is just to wet our our, our, our lips. This was just so I, when I, let me explain. So so oh, we can, it's got some numerology. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of gematria. So, sure does. So I didn't type a whole lot because I I put this together. I, I I like gathered all of this on here last night, but I was at I was getting my oil, my car's oil changed, and I was like, shit, I have to like put this together. So I like did my best while I was waiting. Um, but so when I was looking, I was when I was looking for transvestigation. Um, like examples and and people online that are like still actively transvestigating, I, I came across a specific a, a couple accounts, uh, and I was like digging through their media tab, seeing what they would post. And one of them, this first one, and I assume we'll probably provide this to our, our listeners somehow, so they can kind of go through to see what we have and what we're talking about. But this first one basically is just I'm using this to illustrate that these people are fucking insane. These people are just like paranoid they have like the craziest ideas just about society about the way the world works like i i've like looked at this image it's basically it's basically so donald trump he's making like a like a hand gesture and then with that hand gesture there's like a superimposed like eagle i don't know there's like some numerology going oh okay so basically i couldn't tell if the triangle with the 33 in the middle was supposed to be over his hands like you're saying that that symbol <laughs> is supposed to be over his hands like that yeah i think it's supposed to indicate something there's a few basically. a few images there over his hands <laughs> yeah there's, there's a lot happening here basically i only had this here this doesn't really have to do with transphobia or transvestigation like in any direct way but i just wanted to like show what i found here as just like a, these are the people that we're dealing with these i are love the, numerology cranks. yeah yeah no i love the guy in um what's the what's that nathan fielder show that came out recently the that one character in it that's oh, like oh yeah crashed my car my cyan 99 <laughs> uh going 100 miles per hour. going 100 miles an hour uh, <laughs> that dude keep my blessings up that <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 the um the 88s here is also not lost on me. Yeah. Oh, I just, yeah. That's one of those things that I'm just like, I think that's interesting. Uh, yeah, just know? a lot of interesting that's, things. That's it. That's neat. I probably shouldn't have saved that to my phone, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm, I'm looking at this again. I'm like, shit, why yeah, did this I like, is save a, this? Uh, you know, this, is, <laughs> this is not, o- not only is because this... Because you shit post online, June. <laughs> this is just what your phone looks like. <laughs> it kind of is. It yeah, I love is. whenever I post something, like when they're like, last thing that's saved on your phone, and it's an image of like... Birdo getting Eiffel Towered by the Mario Brothers, <laughs> and somebody's like, "Why do you have that on your phone?" And it's like, same reason we all do. What do you? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think my most recently saved image is a uh, an AI generated art that my friend Alex made. That um is Jar Jar Binks flying a space plane into the future Twin Towers. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was with the yeah. I saw like, a lot while of those smiling and pogging at the camera, <laughs> like pointing. I think I saw one like that. But with like the minions, like the minions were were riding. Uh, Chris, uh, very good. Chris, formerly of yeah, Eat the Rich, genre. has done some really good 9/11 and some really good Kermit the Frog stuff with his. Uh, <laughs> he did. Uh, I think he was the one who did the Goku. Yeah, 9/11 yeah. One, which oh I hell yeah. Was, uh, 
I'm not a fan of AI AI art, but to be honest, some of those were some of those. Were I mean, fucking bad. around with lie. it and having Kermit the Frog do 9/11. Who's that hurting? You know what it's I mean? Yeah, I mean if there's any purpose for journey or whatever, that's it. I'm not selling it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I think it's a valid use case for it, though, you know, <laughs> just kind of embellish, like adding Disney properties into like historic war crimes <laughs> and disasters, you know, there's a lot of value in that for society. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, there's so much that we can be, that we can gain from that. Um, so basically, so that that first picture, these are the freaks we're, we're looking at. So the next the next page I have here, this is like just a sample of of the type of stuff that they look for when they're deciding who who they're going to transvestigate. What are the kind of features that they look okay, at? Okay, we got to talk about so these one at a time, though, I think, for sure. Oh, yeah, is- absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. I was going to take it slow. Okay. Um, <laughs> so this first one here, this one was pretty recent. Uh, I think just a month ago, like... The, the, the one with the Tia Ra- Roberta, like Twitter post. I saw this one circulating pretty recently. Yeah, it was. So basically, it's a it's an image of, of a cis woman um, with, I don't even know where they got this from, but it's just like an image, like a superimposed over her face of a, a male skull implying like, oh, if if like if she was actually a cis woman, like this wouldn't fit. But I feel like with a lot of these things, it's like basically the the point that we're going to get to by the end of this, which I feel like a lot of people already kind of know, is like human bodies are all like kind of different. You know, there's not like yeah. a yeah, there's not like a one body type. There's not like a one bone structure type of deal here that makes you who you are or makes people cis or trans. Like, And what if you look so if you don't look at the way they've superimposed this skull onto the face, which I would I, I and many, many, many other people would and have pointed out um, is not even close to lining up with her skull. Like the top of the diagrams skull is inches apart from the top of her skull um so it doesn't even match up they it looks like they tried to match the teeth but then the the diagram's teeth are too big uh all this diagram really (laughs) shows is that women have lower cheekbones and larger eyes and male skulls have higher cheekbones and smaller eyes um but like the which i don't think is always necessarily true uh of course not absolutely not like (laughs) vanna white has a bigger head than i do that is just like a fact it's not like um it's there's no logic to this at all there's no like attempt at making any sense at all with these people which is you know i where you have to get to in order to actually become a real transvestigator is is yeah completely unconcerned with the constraints of reality yeah just yeah com- no all you got to do is find a couple diagrams from your you know your son's seventh grade uh, biology <laughs> yeah. textbook and just really go at it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just kind of overhear some some things about like different, you, you know, your son talking, your autistic son talking about like different archaeological finds, you know, like the different like skeletons that they've dug up that are like a thousand years old. And the only thing you take from that is that they were shaped differently. So you go on a <laughs> Wikipedia deep dive and like infect yourself with all kinds of wild ass brain poison. And then you're like, oh, yeah. V-shaped clavicle, that means it's a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's... I see you. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like, you compared this a lot to like whacking your opening to like anti-Semitism, which I totally agree. It's it's like a very nebulous It's the same thought process. It is, but there's also a lot of parallels, I feel like, with like 
they, like these people like wish they could bust out the calipers on some of these people. Oh like, yeah, they no, want, this is this is look this is phrenology skulls. for sure. Yeah, it's like a combination of all of this different like paranoia, like crank science hate, or not even science like that that we see here. The hate is coming um, first for sure. The, like oh, absolutely. Even with the, yeah, like with phrenology, you know, with phrenology as as like a being presented as a science, it's like. Well, the reason it was being presented as a science is because these, you know, wealthy white people in in the South and other and you know Britain and stuff, uh, they weren't able to accept the fact that black people were in a worse position because of things that white people had done on purpose. So they busted out the calipers and it helped them feel better about like, oh no, they have the divot in their brain. That's why we did it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, not the slavery. No, they, they have three bumps on the back of their skull, which so, you know is a sign of treachery. <laughs> so we we did them a favor is really what it comes down to. Like that's so yeah. obvious why they did that. This is such a different thing this is like phrenology mixed with just being a karen like asking for somebody's supervisor well, yeah because i need the bones it's that i need same to speak with the bones the- manager about about the way you're treating me right now <laughs> exactly but i mean like it's that same line of thought but fed through the last like 50 years of american brain poison you know what i mean it like it, it follows like very similar ideas as like really any of the like crank ideologies that have come out of like the hippie wave into California. You know what I mean? Like this is no different than like fucking, it, it has no like religious, like specifically religious aspects, but I think you could draw a lot of parallels with things uh, like, like with this and like with fucking like UFO cults um, talking about like uh, fucking like the arguments between the grays versus the talls or whatever they call them that are supposed to be like the ones that, like the, the six foot five blonde haired blue eyed like uh like suit like what do you what do they like what do they call them like the nords yeah they're or also something called like that the another... aryans like a... the Ar- <laughs> yeah, the aryans. <laughs> they call them that like, in some and UFO then circles. all of that all of that is like circled through like shit that the nazis did to try to post hoc rationalize the fact that no they didn't descend from black people in africa they actually descended from a different migration that came from north america where the white people are <laughs> like <laughs> that is not at all founded in science and has no basis in reality, but like it fits their Volkish sort of like ideology. So that's what gets accepted. You know what I mean? It's like, it has that same sort of like brain poison tinge to it, if you get what I, I mean. I didn't know that part of the Aryan myth was that they came from the United States. So I'm wondering if, if yeah. you have any <laughs> if you have any information, Ivy, on whether or not the Mormons vibed with the Nazis. Uh, because <laughs> so, that feels like I don't a know match about made that. in heaven. <laughs> I don't know about that. All I know is like the, the Aryan thing was a sort of reversal of what actually right. happened in history, which was Norse explorers basically pawn skipped all their way to the North, you know, North America and like explored some shit, but there's not really some like great evidence for how far their reach was because it was so long ago. So they use that sort of convenience of ignorance and sort of back channeled that and said, well, because they, we don't have any evidence for their settlements before. That means they were just that much older, so they've decayed. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Which is sick. That's I, sick I love to when do. a theory starts with we don't yeah, have a lot of evidence like, for this, but 
Yeah, That's I don't like have the- evidence for this, but if I did have evidence, this is what it would look like. And by the way, it won't look like that at all because of this very specific set of conditions I've laid out as to why the evidence cannot exist. <laughs> Those are always the best theories. Yeah. And uh, it and, is. Yeah. I mean, they're cranks. That is, it, it's, like, it's not like human. The humanity is nothing but a series of cranks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what you're describing is like something that Christopher Hitchens wrote about. Um, sorry to to quote Hitchens, but he did talk a lot about like how like <laughs> more like shit. Got, <laughs> got him. Um, <laughs> he did talk a lot about how like religion itself isn't as big of a problem as like religious thought processes, the ideas that like lead to things like totalitarianism. He classified them as religious, which is kind of stupid, but it also makes sense with what you're saying about like the sort of level of faith that people have in these kinds of supremacy myths of like well yeah because it's not it's not necessarily that they're having like faith in it so much as they believe themselves and their own logic more than they're likely to believe evidence anything else and that's super common that's like if i had to say like the what the majority of people do just for operating on the day-to-day that's what you do you see something you interpret it how you have it and that's the logic that you have until somebody like corrects you and you accept that correction or until you see other evidence contrary and this is the usually the most effective one you you personally see evidence contrary to whatever belief you had pre like set and then you make that correction inside your own brain yeah but like all of all of this is just like well the logic works and it's like most of these things are logically consistent they're insane but they are logically consistent they don't conform to reality but they are logically consistent right yeah um so so tell me about Amazing. um tell me about um, Farrah Fawcett, one of the hottest women of the seventies. Uh, yeah, yes. So, <laughs> so more of what we're looking at here. Um, so, so the so with specifically, it looks like in the case of trying to identify a someone who is trying to appear as a cis woman but is actually a man is they have a straight clavicle so this is where they bust out the lines. This is where it hit me like oh this is like line type shit. So it's like straight. Like straight across, like oh, that's a that's a male only only so straight men clavicles. Have, that's like, a man. Straight clavicle, and then it has a picture of Ryan Gosling, which famous actual uh, uh, woman. Uh, we all know that <laughs> he's yeah. a woman. Actually, um, he has. He, he was in the Barbie movie, after all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, basically, he's a he's a woman. He's not what even. You, what, are you, yeah. what are you gay, bro? What are you gay, bro? You could do exactly. the Barbie yeah, he, movie. Well, exactly. He has. But, you know, he's he's a woman. Uh, he has the the V clavicle, so it's it's conclusive. It's angled. Yeah, down. it's the That's scene. It's the scene in Crazy Stupid Love where he takes off his shirt in front of Emma Stone, and she so, is so in awe of his body that she um, exclaims in outrage that he is uh, that he looks so <laughs> hot in person. Um, and it's because he's a woman. Because he's a woman. Because Emma Stone is gay uh, in that movie. That's the <laughs> subtext we're supposed to pick up. Is that Emma Stone is a lesbian in Crazy Stupid Love. <laughs> and then, so I just included this one because I thought this was just like a, a tasty little morsel of how insane some of these can be. So it's Joseph Stalin, um, a famous, uh, a fa- famous woman, famous woman, <laughs> <laughs> famous woman, Joseph Stalin. So he's kind of got like a gay little saunter is, is like part of the evidence. <laughs> he kind of walks a little gay. 
He's, he's like, a little he's a little fruity with it. Uh, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> like his pelvis is is too womanly. So this person's theory was that oh he's actually a cis woman uh, pretending to be a man. That's how he got to where he is. Maybe maybe that's part of the theory. Maybe who knows? But these people, yeah. This, so so this is just like the type of evidence they they just like look at people's like legs and like leg positions in photos or like their pelvis or like their face and they're like they draw lines and they're like yep this is and <laughs> this is i will evidence. say something that uh, unites all three pieces of evidence here um are like i think that woman who was being called a man in the skull diagram thing she was saying something about like getting the covid vaccine or something in her video these are people <laughs> who are arguing for the uh equality of all people say what you will about joseph stalin but that is <laughs> what his nominal goal was and like you know, Ryan Gosling's a big lib and big feminist and Farrah Fawcett was an outspoken feminist. It's like there is a uniting quality between these people and it isn't their gender identity. Oh, well, you'll see later on. We get to some people who are not like lefties or like okay. libs. Okay. So, yeah, no, we get to some Before stuff. we do, though, I have to say Joseph Stalin's female Q angle is a much <laughs> less fun pet theory than femboy Nestor Magno. <laughs> I'm not familiar with this one. Who's So Nestor Magno, there's historical evidence for this, would frequently <laughs> dress as a peasant woman. He was the leader of the Black Army, um, the like Ukrainian anarchist um, like fighting force that helped in the uh, like Bolshevik revolution and everything. Oh. He would frequently go undercover into enemy villages disguised as a woman and like live there for a little while to like un- to get the lay of the land, quote unquote. Do you think there were people <laughs> in the villages? He there were people of, in the villages like drawing diagrams, like drawing pictures, uh, like, oh, is this like the early those were like the earliest transvestigators. I'm gonna say like, who, he kind of looks like a woman, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has pretty feminine features. He's not a pretty woman, but he is pretty. <laughs> we're doing we're we're doing our own transvestigations now. We're getting to the bottom of this. But maybe I'm saying maybe he was trans and was just doing the Bugs Bunny thing of pretending to be a woman for absolutely no reason at all. <laughs> that's my that's honestly my favorite theory because like he was going places where like really nobody would recognize him if he put on like a hat and like a pair of glasses or something. Guys, I think you know I'm gonna I mean? need to put like, on a dress and um. What, what do you? If he just let's like splash some flour into his his facial hair, like nobody would have known it was. <laughs> I mean, sort of in the same vein, we've seen like people freak out about John Fetterman having like glasses and a different oh beard. Oh my god! Like this the is clone the same... theory for John Fetterman is so funny. <laughs> yeah. So it's instead of just understanding how cameras work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like changing like basic appearance every for, single like, just a day. Every single one of those posts gets a community note that's like the focal depth of camera works, and then all the replies are like they're lying to us about the cameras <laughs> again. Fuck the you. fucking cameras. That's not how a camera works. My buddy told me how a camera works. That's not how it works. <laughs> My exasperated friend from high school that is about to cut contact with me because I'm so fucking annoying and like insane <laughs> told me that cameras have different focusing angles. <laughs> um, but it doesn't even matter. Even if it's not the focal depth, they do try to investigate him <laughs> being a different guy. 
just like and it, I love that. They, I mean, these are the people that uh, would not suspect that Clark Kent and Superman are the same person. Um, Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. That's what made me realize, like, oh, like a hat and glasses, like goofy glasses, absolutely would fool an entire city of people. Yeah, like, it's that simple. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's like worked as a disguise for so long. Like you, you as you as a person are abnormal if you can recognize somebody off of like their facial structure, as opposed to. <laughs> like the general combination of features yeah they have, like they're yeah right just the, the vague shape they make as they approach you exactly right like if whack like if whack shaved his mustache and put on a pair of glasses i probably <laughs> would not recognize him yeah <laughs> like he, could, he could walk he yeah, could show like up to my house like and i would be like who the fuck are you <laughs> <laughs> my next my next if whack did that i'd start barking at him like a dog <laughs> <laughs> My next, my next YouTube video, because I, I did get my hair cut. I have like a big mullet now. Uh, my next YouTube video, nice. I need you guys to start claiming that I, um, that I was switched for the body double. Um, you were cloned. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I can go with that. The whack clone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll circulate that. We'll we'll get that started. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll get that in the Discord. Um, yeah. Then I have just one last <laughs> example of of the lines, and this was another like recent famous case on Twitter uh, that I I just thought was amazing. Where so the post it reads, it's a picture of a, of a woman and a, and a man, and and the 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 caption reads, "Everywhere I go, I see women with no butts, big shoulders, and brow ridges. Men with big butts, sloping shoulders, and pretty eyes. Real real men and women seem scarce. So basically, the, this person is accusing the the cis woman, I would assume, and the cis man, I would assume, in this picture, to both be trans, I guess." Based off of like lines that they superimposed, which mm-hmm. also very and strange the fact to that take they a stared picture. At both of their asses for way too long. <laughs> this and is the shot of them this, from behind. This yeah. right <laughs> here is the Mrs. Puff SpongeBob meme with the trans people. You're just in a padded room, just <laughs> surrounded like by screaming. menacing trans people at this mom and pop coffee shop you went to. But it's it's a it's a paranoia of your own creation. You're the yeah. one. You're the one staring at these people's asses, freaking out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what if they both are trans? What's going to happen to you? Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. it looks to me like they're buying coffee, pal, and then they're probably going to leave, same as you. <laughs> like we might, maybe we do control the world, but we still need some fucking caffeine every now. Yeah, and then, well, you know? well we, do, we do control the world, but like who? Like what? You can't do anything about it at this point. Just yeah, just, get just your enjoy your coffee, man. Yeah. Eat the bugs. Yeah. stay asleep in your pods. Eat the bugs. Live in the pods. <laughs> Drink your coffee. <laughs> cheat on your wife. Hell, cheat on your wife. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we're kind of so so after that. That's like the kind of stuff that these people look at. Um. So now we're going into we we kind of already touched on both of these. The, the I would what I would say the two famous original cases of modern transvestigation, and and whack. I'm so glad you used the word hermaphrodite earlier because I wanted. I took a screenshot of a headline from an article from 2009 talking about the Lady Gaga incident, and the people I noticed at the time in like the late 2000s, early 2010s were very insistent and intentional with using the word hermaphrodite. And I just think it's very, like, I just thought it was really interesting to see how that's changed in such a quick time. Like, I, like people don't really use that word anymore to like talk about trans people, which I just find fascinating. It wasn't really um, trans people, though. It was sort of like you have like a birth defect that is shameful where you either have a very small penis or a very large clit it was like 
Yeah. And, oh, okay. It was like a different thing. Um, there's like a, there's like a, I remember the the singing comedian Stephen Lynch had a song about dating a hermaphrodite, and um, uh, <laughs> and I once found my brother's porn stash, which had a hermaphrodite <laughs> DVD in it that I watched. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think now we would just so call them... all about I think we would call them... Inter, I think intersex is actually the <laughs> the real term. Um, oh, shit. Okay, that's like... Okay, okay. But, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, that's basically what they were accusing. Lady Gaga of having some, like, weird, dangly, half-formed penis. Not some, like, strong, throbbing cock. <laughs> <laughs> She's fucked up because she has a fucked up dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I know, uh, Caleb, you mentioned in that interview, like, I think in that same interview that you brought up with, with, uh, uh, yeah, Anderson Cooper, she, she mentions, like, she, she I, I, I watched it earlier, <laughs> but I think she mentions at one point basically being ambiguous about what she has, like, what her genitals are. Yeah, she does and not answer the question. I, yeah, she yeah. just did not answer the question. And Anderson Cooper the entire time is like, I have to know. Can I see your fucked up thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, just, I, I, I thought that was a very interesting case. And I think my introduction to, to like this whole thing, and then we already talked about friend of the show, Michael Obama, of course. That was, <laughs> of course. A, that was a big one. Um, Mike and Barry. Yep. <laughs> and, it, and it seemed like on the brief research I did, it seemed like Alex Jones, of course, uh, he we can never escape the reality that he's created. Yeah, if um, I remember correctly, he was kind of the progen- maybe not necessarily the progenitor progenitor of that one, but he did popularize. You know what oh, I, I think it actually comes from? I think the origin of the Michael Obama stuff is legitimately from the fact that like the like Amy Schumer and like uh uh the show Broad City like popular uh, culture facing feminists would talk about how strong Michelle Obama was and how beautiful her arms were like Michelle Obama's arms were like a real focus for a lot of people and she didn't have particularly masculine arms but i think a lot of I think a lot of like anti-Obama type guys really just sort of were like, well, she has man arms then. Her arms are nice because she's a man. That's why yeah. she looks so jacked. And it's like, she, nobody said she looked jacked. What's, what are you talking about? <laughs> so in, in my, my brief research, it, it was, I think, a combination of that. But also from what I saw, it was a lack of like photos of her that people could find pre like... Them being president. Obama yeah. becoming senators, yeah. like in like the 2000s. Like people were like, why? Like we can't find anything of Michelle Obama before like 2000, like the year 2000. Like, wh- wow, like what's- you, that's crazy. You mean to tell me like in this, the year of uh, <laughs> notoriously uh, zero amounts of digital uh, phones or cameras, there are not that many pictures of un- like people who do not have fame. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, because she was just like, like, I forget exactly what she was, but she was not famous she was until a, she, she was, was like, like a, Barack Obama. She, she was like a first yeah. lawyer or something. I mean, she's not like a yeah, fucking, yeah. She was a lawyer. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. It's very. It's like when um, it's like when Zoomers 
uh, post images of like a 2006 high school and they're like, they all look so happy. I wish I could be in high school in 2006. <laughs> and it's like, no, they're smiling because somebody pointed a camera at them. That's a novel thing <laughs> to have a camera pointed at you. That's actually weird to them. Yeah. That's why they're smiling. That 2006 <laughs> is the year before the iPhone was unveiled. Like, <laughs> like cameras inside flip phones were shitty and like kind of a novelty anyways at this point. And if it's a video yeah. that you recognize as like high enough quality that you can watch it on TikTok or whatever, I promise you it was a big fucking they were not ignoring what was walking down the hallway. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> just, just as an aside, I do love those posts though when they find these old videos and they're like, oh yeah, like yeah, like they're, they're, they're so they're it's like I, I think it's funny that we're already at a point where where kids are like reminiscing, like like there's like return people for like the two thousands. I think that's very scary. <laughs> I yeah, it's so funny too because the two thousands were such a shitty time. <laughs> yeah, like that is like, why. I'm sure, I've, that's that's why I liked teaching nine eleven. It's a huge pain in the ass to do for so many different reasons. But like just showing the kids like the video and being like. I woke up one morning and this was just on the news. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, no, and, I was snapping green beans in my grandma's cabin <laughs> when I was like five, watching cartoons. And my papa slams his fist on the door and says, "Ain't you watching the news?" And I'm like, "No, bitch, I'm five. I'm watching Dexter's Lab." <laughs> And yeah, and I'm just like telling the kids. I'm and then like, just the, like the years after that of like a f- constant well, Fox thing. News of being like, we're a terror alert red. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that sort of like societal anxiety that developed like post post 9-11 is something like I know how things operated before 9-11 because I was like eight or whatever before that shit happened. Right. Yeah. So that's and it was so much more chill. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like what I t- when like you would turn on the news and you'd see like a Chiron at the bottom. It'd be like, oh yeah, somebody hit a home run at Finley Finley Park. <laughs> Grand Slam. <laughs> when you like, you you look at that and you think, oh neat. When you teach this, and that was it. Like, that was your reaction to the news. When you teach this to kids who aren't like familiar with it at all, too, they're like. You can teach it as a totality. So then uh, I would always be like to them, like, this is what it was like being in high school for me, which uh, was definitely not as bad as the pandemic. But do you guys feel nostalgic for this time anymore? Do you guys want to go back to any of this (laughs) shit that I just described to you? Because they were talking about bringing back the draft. How many of y'all trying to go to war today? Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, like as bad as things are right now, and things are pretty They're fucking pretty bad. bad. They're pretty uh, bad. But I would absolutely rather be like right here right now in this time than like the 2000s. I think like, social media to, to has be completely changed honest. that so much because like there were no dissenting voices. There was no like discussion. There was no public need to talk about like the anti-war left or anything in the mid 2000s. And that is like something that is so much nicer now is that like, for whatever horrendous thing like the president is saying or the state department is reporting it is nice to know that like i can open up my phone and see normal people saying things that make sense to me i don't have to rely on the insane lies of of the government who just wants to funnel billions of dollars into uh our oil interests in the middle east which is the exact same thing that is happening in uh 
Israel right now. Do not make any mistake about what is actually taking place. If Iran meets with Saudi Arabia, we will sooner nuke Iran <laughs> than allow uh, diplomatic relations to uh, resume between Iran and Saudi Arabia. And it, it is really nice that we have social media and can see like what average people are saying. Yes. And, and like the, the, the best part about this is when you say like, oh, maybe Palestinians shouldn't be genocided. Uh, you get you, you get a, a gaggle of people being like, oh, so you're a member of Hamas, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be like your co-worker in 2006 would be like, I don't think we should remain in Iraq. People would be like, oh, I didn't know you were in the Taliban. That's like, <laughs> that's what your co-worker would say to you. <laughs> so so the, the method to get this discourse has just changed, basically. Yeah, yeah. But it's also, yeah. it's a lot less scary because now it is just some fucking psycho on Twitter. It isn't like a guy yeah. who could tell your boss that you're a terrorist. Well, it still could be. It still it could, could be. be. If, uh, <laughs> it, it could be, depending on how psychotic these people are. When I was speaking of that, when I was 18 working at Lowe's, I actually got called into HR and wrote up for making a joke about a nuclear bomb. And I had to write and sign a piece of paper that said I would not bring a nuclear device to the, to the store and blow it up. <laughs> that fucking rocks. I had to do something similar. I um, I told – it was some stupid thing where we were having a meeting and we had to redo some, some project we were working on. I said, if they make us redo this one more time – I'm going to fucking kill myself or I'm going to throw myself <laughs> off the narrows bridge. That's what I said. And the HR lady heard that and they oh actually brought God. me into a meeting with her and the CEO. And uh, they made me sign a piece of paper saying I wouldn't kill myself, <laughs> but they made me sign a piece of paper saying I wouldn't kill myself on company property. Which is a very important <laughs> distinction to I love, I love that one especially yeah. because it's like, oh yeah, man, this like non-legally binding document that I would get fired for if I violated also requires that I be dead in order to violate it. Like, <laughs> and just don't do it on company property. Dog. Yeah, yeah, man. Just do that in your own time. Yeah, and 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 gotta be honest. We'd prefer if you did it on your own time because you're Q3. Do it on break. Figuring out the payroll for that day would be kind of messy. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, so Michael Obama, uh, before we, we move on to, to the next fun stuff, uh, there's just a picture of, of Michael Obama. He's a very handsome man. He looks Michael he looks LaVon great. Robinson. <laughs> big Mike. <laughs> Which, big by Mike, the way, Big Mike. <laughs> by the way, I'm going to look this up right now. Um, I'm Big Mike. <laughs> Phil. What are you looking up? Uh, I am looking up. Fuck, what is the guy's name? Phil, Phil Lamar. Headshot. I am fairly certain that is a photoshopped Phil Lamar headshot, who's an actor. Oh, hell yes. Yeah, because like clearly, like this one is like kind of like a like this this tweet. I like that. Of course, that reply is kind of a joke, but there I think there are genuine people uh, out there that think Michelle Obama probably is a man. Like we still oh, see yeah. that talked about. But I mean, to this like day. it's the same kind of person that was like also heavily into like the truth or shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, the like birth oh, certificate absolutely. and all that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I don't think that is an image of Phil Lamar, but Google Phil Lamar if you're at home. He used to be on. Um, Mad TV, but he's also a uh, big time uh, voice actor. Um, and he was in Pulp Fiction. He got his head blown off in Pulp Fiction. Um, and that's cool. That led to Quentin. <laughs> in the opening scene? It, not in the opening scene. Um, oh. He is uh, uh, the which, which, <laughs> the dead black person that gave uh, Quentin Tarantino the N word pass for that movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <Lamar>. yeah. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, oh god! But yeah, um, it kind of looks like him. Uh, I, I wonder if that was the, uh, the the impetus, but I can't find an original photo that looks the same. That's it for the main feed episode of Western Kabuki. You can hear more of this episode with Ivy at patreon.com slash Western Kabuki. There's another full hour of us going over this stuff. It gets real out there. <laughs> uh, again, that's patreon.com slash Western Kabuki. Thanks so much. having done so.